I meant to publish this podcast on the Pachamama a couple of weeks ago, but I got distracted. In some ways, I'm happy that I didn't post it yet because there were some developments. In the original post, I talked about how the idols were thrown into the Tiber, but then they were actually retrieved again. So that's quite an update. And later on, it was announced that the Pachamamas would be at the final mass at the closing of the Synod. I heard recently that the idols were not included in the mass because some of the bishops really revolted against that. For example, Bishop Athanasius Schneider spoke out against it. Bishop Athanasius Schneider actually said that, according to human law, it might have been wrong to take the Pachamamas. However, in the eyes of God, obviously, it wasn't. I'm paraphrasing because we're not supposed to suffer idols in our holy places. I just wanted to add these two updates to the podcast, the fact that the Pachamamas were actually retrieved and also that it was said that the Pachamamas would be featured at the mass, which concluded the synod, the Amazon synod. And thank God that didn't happen. So now on to the podcast. Apparently, some idols were recently destroyed. We're talking about the Pachamama idols, you know, those fertility goddesses that were placed in the holy places in the church of Santa Maria in Transportina in Rome. This all happened during the Synod. For some reason, someone thought it appropriate to place idols into a Catholic church as a way of dialogue. Well... Recently, I think it was this weekend or maybe a day ago, two men went into the church, removed the idols, and threw them in the Tiber River. What irony, what irony. I love it. Some might say it's vandalism. Well, maybe technically it is. But those idols have no place in the church of God. And a lot of us complain about what's happening in the church but we do nothing. These men took action. So let me read you a story from EWTN News. So the video was uploaded to YouTube on October 21st. Quote, in the caption beneath the second video, it says the action was taken for only one reason. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, his blessed mother, and everybody who follows Christ are being attacked by members of our own church. We do not accept this. We do not longer stay silent. We start to act now. And now is in all caps. It continues. Because we love humanity, we cannot accept that people of a certain region should not get baptized and therefore are being denied entrance into heaven. The caption continues. It is our duty to follow the words of God like our Holy Mother did. There is no second way of salvation. Christus vincit, Christus regnat, Christus imperat. Asked about the event at the press conference October 21st, Paolo Ruffini, head of Vatican Communications, called it a stunt. He said, 
It is difficult to be asked for Vatican reactions to something that had happened only a short time earlier, adding that to steal something from a place and in some to throw it away is a stunt. Recalling comments he had made last week that the figure represents life, fertility, the earth, Rufina said October 21st that discarding the statues is a gesture that seems to me to contradict the spirit of dialogue that should always animate everything. I don't know what else to say. It was a theft, Ruffini added. End quote. I think the spirit of dialogue has become an idol. It needs to be thrown into the Tiber River as well. So when I come back, we're going to take a look at what exactly is this Pachamama idol? Is there any place for it in Catholicism? And I also want to compare it to some other goddesses, deities, idols that somehow have got mixed up with Catholicism. Some cultures mix up their Catholicism with their indigenous religion. And that is so wrong. So we're going to take a look at that. But at the end, what I want to look at is, do we have any Pachamamas in our life? What are our idols? And how can we get rid of them? You ready to talk about it? Welcome to Lightsmithing. My name is Cynthia Burley. What is a Pachamama? I did some quick research in Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, Wikipedia. But it gave me an idea of what this Pachamama is. So I'm going to paraphrase from the article and I will link to it. Pachamama is a goddess revered by the indigenous people of the Andes. She's also known as Earth Time Mother. In Inca mythology, Pachamama is a fertility goddess who presides over planting and harvesting, embodies the mountains, and causes earthquakes. She is also an ever-present and independent deity who has her own self-sufficient and creative power to sustain life on this earth. Her shrines are hallowed rocks or the bowls of legendary trees, and her artists envision her as an adult female bearing harvests of potatoes and coca leaves. The four cosmological Quechua principles, or Quechua, water, earth, sun, and moon, claim Pachamama as their prime origin. Priests sacrifice llamas, kui, which is guinea pigs, and elaborate miniature burned garments to her. Pachamama is the mother of Inti, the sun god, and Mama Killa, the moon goddess. Pachamama is said to also be the wife of Inti, her son. Wow, sounds fantastic. In pre-Hispanic culture, Pachamama was often a cruel goddess, eager to collect her sacrifices. After the conquest by Spain, conversion to Roman Catholicism took place, and the figure of the Virgin Mary was equated with that of the Pachamama for many of the indigenous people. And they say that Pachamama remains benevolent, giving local name for Mother Nature. And so many South Americans believe that problems arise when people take too much from nature because they're taking too much from Pachamama. Okay. So as we can see, Pachamama is a goddess of her own. In other words, she is an idol. She is a demon. The idols are demons. I understand that when Catholic missionaries preach to and convert indigenous cultures, there is going to be some remnant of the prior religion. 
And I understand sometimes you might say, okay, you see Pachamama as the goddess of nature. Well, God, our God, he is the God of all. So you can make comparisons and show them, yes, I understand that you split the world and nature among different gods, but what we believe that there's one God and these gods don't exist. So you can compare it that way, but you can make no allowance for these gods and goddesses existing side by side with the God of Abraham and Jacob. You just can't do it. The other thing is, what often happens sometimes is, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later when I look at some of the other cultures that mix up their religion with Catholicism. It's okay to say, okay, you have this female goddess and you call her Pachamama. We don't have a female goddess, but we do revere a woman in our religion. And that is the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. We revere her. She is not a goddess, but we do honor her as mother of our God. And so if they have that desire to have a female figure that they think highly of, they can transfer that to Mary. But you can't take the Pachamama and say, well, Pachamama, Mary, same thing. So now Mary is now over nature, is not over rocks because she's also a Pachamama. And then you have to offer sacrifices to Mary because you offer sacrifices to Pachamama. This is what happens. There's a lot of confusion. Let's take a look at some other cultures where this happens. Let's take a look at Haitian Catholicism, which I'm very familiar with because my background is Haitian. And even though most of my family were Protestants, my grandmother was Catholic. And she says that before she converted to Protestantism, she remembers that her mom used to offer foods to the gods. So in Haiti, which is a Catholic country, a lot of times side by side, they practice some sort of what we Americans might call voodoo, but it's really called vodou in Haitian Creole. And basically what happened is that when they converted, they still kept their African religion, which was Vodun, but they mixed it up with Catholicism. So then they would say, okay, this African deity is really St. Peter. This African deity is Mary. That's what they did. And they mixed it up. So I never really understood that because my family was mostly Protestant, except for one side of my family. My grandmother, she converted to Protestantism. And she raised a bunch of Pentecostals, basically. But her brother, who was Catholic, married a woman. And that side of the family remained Catholic. And so I always had, uh, I believe she's like a second cousin or a cousin twice removed, I'm not sure, who was Catholic. And for a lot of Haitian Protestants, they really despise Catholicism because they know that Catholics in Haiti mix it up. And so my cousin has a botanica, which is one of those little stores that sell incense, statues, and she also does some 
I don't know if it's voodoo or psychic. She does some stuff where people pay her and she uses herbs and all this nonsense. Okay? That's what she does. And when I converted into Catholicism, I remembered I said, um, but now that I understand Catholicism, why do you mix it up? It's wrong to be, you know, worshiping other gods. She said, what do you mean? These deities, they're saints. And so she was totally confused. I'll give you an example of how people mix up Catholicism and whatever indigenous religion they have. So there's this deity, and the deities, those spirits, they call them Lua, L-W-A. But there's one called Ursuli, and this Ursuli has different aspects to her. Uh, one of the aspects, which is the one that's called Freda Dahomey, is a Haitian-African spirit of love, beauty, jewelry, dancing, luxury, and flowers. She wears three wedding rings. I'm reading from Wikipedia again. Uh, her symbol is a heart. Her colors are pink, blue, coquettish, very fond of beauty and finery. She's femininity and compassion embodied. But she has a darker side. She's seen as jealous and spoiled and within some circles is considered to be lazy. During ritual possession, she may enter the body of either a man or a woman. She enjoys a game of flirtation and seduces people without distinguishing between sexes. In Christian, now listen to this, in Christian iconography, she is often identified with the Mater Dolorosa, okay? Our Lady of Sorrows, okay? Mater Dolorosa. So look at how they're able to mix that together, mix this Haitian slash African deity with Mary. Now, again, like I said, I wasn't raising this type of thing, but I, I had a couple of friends that I knew were involved in that stuff. And I remember one of them had told me that once a month, this is a guy, he told me that once a month, he could not sleep with his wife. I don't remember if it was once a month or for a whole month. I can't remember. He was not allowed to sleep with his wife because his mistress was this Ursuli deity. And so because she was a jealous spirit, he could not sleep with his wife for that month or that day, whatever it was. And I remember asking him, are you scared? Like, why would you want to serve some deity that could harm you because you're sleeping with your wife? And he said, well, that's just the way it is. So this is that aspect of Ursuli, the one that's seen as the, a sorrowful mother, Okay. There's another aspect of her which is called Ursuli Dantor. And she is a fierce protector of women, children, and the neglects of society. She gives you spiritual knowledge. She also can get very jealous. She gives you wealth that is passed from generation to generation. But she can also take away your wealth overnight. In this particular aspect of Ursuli, like certain sacrifices such as pork she likes blood she likes rum but she's often portrayed to resemble the black madonna of chestakova in poland so you see how they were able to mix catholicism with indigenous african religion and the sad thing is i do believe that in haiti a lot of the priests turn a blind eye because as 
a lot of people go to mass and then they go and do their little voodoo on the side. Do you see how dangerous that is? We just cannot have idols for the sake of dialogue. What is that? Dialogue has become an idol. There is no dialogue with idols. There is no dialogue with demons. Okay? There's no dialogue when it comes to heaven and hell. The dialogue is you either reject all those idols and accept our Lord or you keep worshiping your idols and go to hell. That's the dialogue, basically. This is what can happen when you allow idols side by side with Catholicism. If you give the indigenous culture a chance, they will mix it up because why would you give up what you're used to, what you love? You wouldn't. You would adapt and you'll try to mix it if you can, unless you're told that you cannot. So in reality, it's a danger to allow these indigenous cultures to continue to keep their idols. Now, when we come back, we'll talk about the idols that we have in our lives. What are the Pachamamas that we have in our lives? Because we have them too. And how do we get rid of them? How do we throw them into the Tiber River? Hi there, this is Cynthia Burley. Please subscribe to Life Smithing with Cynthia Burley on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google. If you listen to us on iTunes and you love this podcast, we would be so ecstatic if you would give us a five-star review. Giving us five-star reviews help us to reach more people. Thank you so much and God bless. All right, so I'm sure... You all have been nodding your heads along with what I've been saying. Oh, yeah, get rid of the Pachamama. We shouldn't have idols in the church. We shouldn't mix up Catholicism with indigenous religions. Can't have voodoo and Catholicism. Well, here's the part where I'm not going to get as many nods. When are you going to get rid of your Pachamama? We all have Pachamamas, don't we? We all have idols. St. Ephraim the Syrian says, don't worship idols in your heart. All the sins we secretly serve are idols we worship in our hearts. Idolatry is a sin. So if you have things in your life, in your heart, that are idols, you are sinning. And you need to throw those Pachamamas into the Tiber. So I'm just going to list some idols that a lot of us have and if you have an idol that is not on the list, you know what it is. Get rid of it. Your job. It's okay to take pride in your job. But if you find that you're spending more time at work than you should, if you find that you're neglecting your family, if you find that your life is your job, mass comes way after, family comes way after, friendships come after, I'm talking about holy friendships, your job is primary, your job might be a Pachamama. Your house. If your house has to be just so. If you're constantly keeping up with the Joneses or trying. Someone does a front lawn, you do your front lawn. Someone gets this particular type of gate, you get this particular gate. It is natural to take pride in one's home. In that you keep it neat and you try to make it pleasing. But if it becomes your priority, your idol... Get rid of that Pachamama. Your spouse can be an idol. If you worship everything your spouse says, you're not willing to correct your spouse. In other words, you're not willing to help your spouse get to heaven because you want to make sure that your spouse loves you. 
You don't want the disapproval from your spouse. You're afraid you're going to lose your spouse. So everything your spouse says is just dandy, wonderful. You keep any disagreement inside because you don't want to lose the love of your spouse. Your spouse has become an idol. Same thing with your children. Love me, love me, love me, love me. You won't discipline them because they'll be disappointed in you. You won't be honest with them because they'll see that you're not perfect. You won't tell them when they're going against the Catholic faith because you don't want to lose them. Your children have become your Pachamama. Social media. Social media is your idol. You're on there 24-7. You have time for nothing else, not even for prayer. You'd rather read prayers on the internet. Reading prayers to you is just as good as praying. You don't spend any time with God because you're on social media. Social media is your Pachamama. Your looks. Your makeup always has to be perfect. Your hair has to be perfect. Your nails have to be perfect. You won't be seen without any makeup. You won't take any pictures that doesn't put you in a flattering light. A lot of us women are guilty of that. Or you think that because you're good looking, you can get whatever you want and you use your looks to get what you want. Your looks have become your idol, your Pachamama. Spiritual consolations. I want to cover spiritual gluttony in another podcast, but you always want to feel those chills when you go to mass or adoration. You want, to, you want it to feel like you're going over the edge, like in a roller coaster. A little feeling that you get, like you're levitating. You want that feeling. You got to have it. And so you spend a lot of time when you should be spending some time with your family or doing other things that are proper to your state in life, you're spending time trying to get those feelings. Or maybe you go to uh, praise and worship. You get all those chills when the drums beat, when the guitar strings hit. So, ooh, you get, you get the spirit. You're in love with spiritual consolations. Spiritual consolations, your Pachamama. Study. You love to learn about the church and that's a good and holy thing. But you study so much that you have no time for anything else. You must know every single detail. You must be able to quote encyclicals. You spend your days buried in your books. You don't even have any communication with anybody else. All you do is read, 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 read. Absorb, absorb, absorb. That's also a form of gluttony if you're not careful. Your idol is your studying. And lastly, yourself. Maybe you're your own idol. You think you're all that. You think you're pious. You love to wear your mantilla because you look so holy. You love to dress modestly because you look so pious. You look like a saint. You don't smile because you think it looks more saintly to be morose or somber. So you don't smile. You don't talk to people because you don't want to get tainted with their evil, with their bad habits. Because you are just perfect. You don't recognize that in the eyes of God, you are just a wretch. You have become your own Pachamama. So guys, although if I told you that I'm not happy that the Pachamamas were thrown into the Tiber River, I would be lying because I am happy. And 
I pray that those men that did it don't get in trouble. But if they do get in trouble, they took the chance knowing that it was the right thing to do and they might have to pay for it according to secular law. You know, they might be charged with theft or vandalism, but I truly believe what they did was right. We cannot abide idols in our holy places. But at the same time, we have our own idols. So for us to point at wooden idols and ignore the idols in our lives would be hypocritical. So at the same time that we're removing those Pachamamas from the church and throwing them in the Tiber, let's remove our own private, quiet, stealth Pachamamas and throw them in the Tiber. God bless. Saint Ignatius of Loyola says, He who goes about to reform the world must begin with himself, or he loses his labor. Until we decide to reform ourselves, we cannot hope to have any influence on our families, our culture, our politics, our world.